radio. This is Small Talk. Uh, today I've got one guest. His name is Julian McCullough. Hi. Um, you moved to LA recently uh, to work on television, and you're back in New York right now just for the weekend doing a bunch of comedy shows. Yeah, it's actually my. I came back because it's my grandfather's 80th birthday, and we did a surprise party in Philadelphia. And oh, then, really? Yeah. And uh, I'm too selfish to just go back for that. So I was made it a weekend and came up and did shows. Yeah. You know, I being from Mississippi, that's something that I can't ever do. Like, what? there's surprise somebody. No, can't ever go down there and do do a show. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because there's nowhere to DJ in a in a bar or well, whatever. Like, they just yeah, don't but have the music that. you play. Isn't it like those people are still playing that live in Mississippi? <laughs> like, isn't that where that's from? They all moved to Chicago to play. Oh, it. that's right. Yeah, they go when up, they were allowed they, to. They go up the Mississippi mm-hmm. to Chicago, and then um, there's all those songs about uh, the river and getting stabbed in blues music. <laughs> did uh did you grow up in in Pennsylvania? Uh, I grew up. I'll just do it real quick. I was born in Philadelphia. And then we moved to Portland, Oregon, and then we moved to Eugene, Oregon, and then we moved to Oakland, California, and then we moved to San Francisco, and then we moved to Pittsfield, Massachusetts, and then we moved to South Jersey, and then I went to college in Northern California, and then transferred back to New Jersey. So your your dad was a famous bank robber. Yeah, um, we were on the John run. McCullough. Yeah. Did you see that movie, um, uh, Running on Empty? No. With uh, Walk River Phoenix. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, we, that's the uh, one where he's Johnny Cash, people right? People always ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the master. You're so stupid. Um, no, uh, people always ask why. And like, honestly, it was like, they'd be like, fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Am I allowed? Is this like on? Yeah, please. Okay. So yeah, like they were just like, I remember we left San Francisco and uh, the reason they gave, they didn't have a plan. They put all our shit into a moving van and then drove cross country and they were like, we'll stop when we see a town that seems cool. Holy and, shit. And, the, and when people were when they we, hippies? No, that's what people always ask. I mean, my dad did a lot of acid in the sixties, but he, mm. he, he wasn't, he's not, and he smokes pot every day of his life, but he is being he a hippie. Like, you think it's like being a hipster where, where people are like, were you a hippie? Like, no, 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 no. no Everybody no, no. else was, was hippies, but us. I don't think so. I think it's more, um, he made the differentiation because, uh, hippies were like, kind of activists and kind of vocal about it yeah about being hippies you know what i mean they were okay. like free you know they're like trying to push the ideal and he was like i just have long hair and play guitar you oh, know what I, I mean like i'm not part of your thing uh-huh so uh but anyway we i asked him oh we get to pittsfield massachusetts which is uh aptly named and uh <laughs> they go i was in sixth because grade. it's, a, it's a, they have a lot of peaches there so yeah, that's what it is. Actually, they don't actually. The peach part doesn't grow; it's just the seeds. Yeah, um, oh. that, but, that's a lot of people don't know that. That's where the term "the pits" comes from, though. Is it? Is it's uh, just trees that grow pits? That's not. Also, the the pit from Star Wars. Yes, that's a that's the pits. Yeah, the right. Sorlac pit. So it's a double thing. Is this podcast just about like uh, I, I think like not looking stuff up? <laughs> And just like making up what you think stuff is. I like that. Anyway, people go, why are you here? You lived in San Francisco. Why did you come here? And yeah. I would, and my parents said we were sick of looking for parking. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So they packed up a family and moved across country. Jesus. Yeah. But sweet parking in Pittsfield. I'll tell you, you can park anywhere. <laughs> and uh, so where did your grandfather live? He lives across the street from the Philadelphia Art Museum. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty awesome. 16th floor. And um, view of the like direct view, you feel like you can reach out and touch the Philadelphia skyline. Uh-huh. And then on the and then he looks at the. It's probably the literally not just because he's my grandfather. It's the best view in Philadelphia. It's yeah. amazing. Out the right side you see um, Boathouse Row and the Art Museum, and then to the left you see um, the skyline. It's awesome. And um, what what was the first? He's a cocaine dealer, right? So <laughs> yeah, he needs you know to yeah, show I mean, the that... world he's boss. I mean, the only people who who live in Philly with any money either sell drugs or uh, are on the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> right here, you're, you're either Donovan McNabb or a DJ. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. He. Uh, I just assume all DJs sell drugs. By the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's true. There's. I mean, well, actually, Philly has some work. It's not as bad as you know, 
like other Trenton. Right. <laughs> Cherry Hill, New Jersey. <laughs> but Philly, you know, it's funny. Philly is like, people think it's like this major city, but it's everybody that lives there is from there. It's like Boston, where like nobody moves there from far away. You grow up outside of it and then you go there. So everybody has goatees and is racist and loves the Phillies and the Eagles and they're just douchebags. And that's yeah. everybody. And everybody has tattoos. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, if, if you want to feel like you, uh, you are sheltered in New York, go down to Philly and just hang out on the yeah. street corner. Oh, it's way scarier it, than New York. It, New mean, York, it's always full. So you're like, nothing can happen to me. And if it does, there's 80,000 witnesses. Philly, you'll walk down major streets at like 10 p.m. And there's like nobody except one person. And, the, and the, you know what I mean? It's like really yeah. creepy that way. Yeah. 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 Um, what was the first city that you lived in or the first place where you, that you live in that you remember like being a kid, like you remember trick or treating or something? Oh, San Francisco. We, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember I have one memory of Oakland and that's, uh, when I got my foot caught between the spokes and the bar on a bicycle going downhill. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. It shredded my ankle, man. It was disgusting. That just happened to my five-year-old like a week and a half ago. Oh my God. Riding on the bike, riding on the back of my bike, like. Well, if it helps you feel any better, I still hold my parents accountable for that happening to me. Yeah, no, I, I've convinced her now that what's safer is for me to Velcro her legs to the to the thing that she puts her foot on. But anyway, so Oakland, San Francisco, and we used to drive into the. We were poor, you know. We didn't have any money, so uh-huh. we would drive to the rich neighborhoods, St. Francis Wood in San Francisco. It's like these old mansions, you know. And we would trick or treat there. What is the first costume you remember? Uh, oh God, it's humiliating. I was I wanted to be Robin Hood, but I ended up looking more like Peter Pan. Right. So like I had green tights and my mom made this like velvet or felt, sorry, felt like green skirt. And it was just like a mini skirt. Like it wasn't like it didn't hang right. <laughs> it was just it was fucking humiliating. I remember like being a little kid trick-or-treating in Mississippi and I was probably Yoda and my brother was probably also Yoda. You know, he, he's like 15 months younger than me. And so yeah. it would be like, we were both. Yodai. Does that, does that make you Yodai? Yeah. Yeah. We were both Yodai. But but every year it would, I, I was the older brother and I would say, I want to be Darth Vader. And, and then, then he, he just wants to be Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. That's adorable. Um, me and my sister hated each other. We never would copy each other doing anything. Um, we, People thought we were twins, mm-hmm. my brother and me. Um, so we, we were trick-or-treating, and we got to this house, uh, and we lived out in the country, so we would drive to town to trick-or-treat, yeah. too. Uh, and so it wasn't our neighborhood. We didn't we didn't know which houses to avoid. We got to a house, rang Luckily, the doorbell. Luckily, you, you had thousands of years of wisdom <laughs> to rely on. Yeah, yeah, I could just in, uh, use the force yeah. <laughs> and avoid certain houses. But we didn't avoid this one house, and we rang the doorbell, and a lady came to the door and was like, we don't celebrate Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then like a buck naked, like seven year old boy came to the door, you know, That's like too old to, yeah. an- to answer the door naked. Yeah. A- and like, what religion do you run around naked as a seven year old, but you also don't do Halloween? Yeah. That's uh. well, that kid was homeschooled. I yeah, think. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, it sounds like Jehovah's Witness to me. I mean, isn't it that the one? Oh yeah. I was thinking Seventh-day Adventist, but you're I right. I thought that was the same thing. I group everything I don't understand in the, in the same ball. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I don't know what it is, it's all the same. That's Jehovah's how, Witness. Yeah. Jehovah's Witness is the same as, you know, it's whatever you said. And then, uh, Latter-day Saints. What's that one? Oh Yeah. Mormons is, is, that, is oh that's okay Mormon? yeah Ian Ian says it's Mormon all right great I like that our Jesus Google Christ is just another guy dwarves <laughs> yeah. well Ian worked at Google for a long time so he knows oh, okay. everything so you know everything yeah cool uh the but I used to ask uh I was obsessed with um money when I was a kid because not money like the physical money but um I always felt like we were on the verge of getting kicked out of our apartment like I just had this uh-huh. anxiety that we were too poor yeah and uh so when we would trick or treat I would always ask everyone who answered the door what they did for a living. Cause I was like, <laughs> looking for answers. Like, how do you have a house? You know, right. my sister was like so mortified by it. I'm like, why is this embarrassing? How else am I going to learn? I'm not gonna learn from my parents. Right. You know, um, I, I worked in a, in a, a restaurant that was owned by seventh day Adventists, uh, in Jackson, Mississippi. And one of the things that they believe is there, you don't eat anything that's grown more than like 70 miles from, where you are 
Uh, so they're total local and local vores and um, vegetarian. And there's you don't drink water with ice in it. Like they don't drink soda or, or yeah. wine or beer or anything either. But you also don't heat up or cool down anything that you drink. <laughs> So they don't drink hot coffee, hot tea, nothing. That's just people no. being weird. That's not a rule in any religion. Yeah, like is what it? is the point of that? Uh, that's not like getting circumcised a, because a, a, a shrimp is going to get, you know, disease in your foreskin. or right. I mean, or mixing things I think, up. I think you're mixing metaphors but uh, or real diseases. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's, it's just, that just sounds like somebody with, an, with issues. Yeah. And then they also are, also are that religion. You know, and so they 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 also had. Uh, I mean, they had to staff their kitchen too, and so Did they, they make money. Yeah, why would I want to go to a restaurant where I got to eat like spinach from across the street and warm water? Because you're vegetarian <laughs> and you're in Jackson, Mississippi, and, and that's there's your no only other choice. options. <laughs> yeah, that's the only. So time did you're everybody just up. assume you were gay because you worked at the vegetarian restaurant? It never came up, or because I, you're so gay. I don't think that it was acknowledged. That that gay exists. <laughs> that wasn't even among this group we of don't people. Even talk but there about were. That. Yeah. I, come to think of it, that there were there definitely had to be closeted gay black folks who worked in the kitchen there. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, I just thought in the South, like if you weren't like a red meat eating, like beer drinking, whatever, you were a queer. I thought that was like. The... Yeah, this is like the one neighborhood in the whole state of Mississippi oh, where okay. where people read books and there's oh, okay. you know. Uh, but yeah, it was totally fucking weird. But I remember that they had a cake, um, uh, like a cake tray with the dome on it, and they had this McDonald's hamburger and French fries sitting under it, at, just at room temperature. That had been there forever and looked the same. Like that the was meat like the, was darker. They were like making a point. Yeah. 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 Don't eat this because it has preservatives in it because it's been here at room temperature. Did you know that for it, six it's months. taking uh, our bodies much longer to decompose now because there's so many preservatives in our food? Good. If you put, if you bury you right now, it'll take you for forever for the ground to eat you because. Yeah. And we have bigger boobs because we eat hormone <laughs> milk. <laughs> we drink milk with hormones. Yeah, in there's it. that bigger boob issue. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that got to get that out of here. Yeah, that shit sucks. <laughs> I don't care. When when I was in Rome, uh, I never got sick from eating. I'm. I always feel a little bit sick after I eat, and and I always just thought, well, that's life. You know what I mean? You eat, and then you feel sick. That's the way it goes. Right. Yeah. And then I go to Rome, and I would eat. To- oh my god. There's a fucking cat. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> that was terrifying. <laughs> How this place is so small. Only a cat could sneak up on you in, the, in an apartment this big. That's crazy. We're, we're at Ian's apartment in Times Square. Yeah, uh, as usual, we record small talk. Uh, Which I thought was referring to the conversation. It's actually the apartment. Yeah, I get it. That's funny. You're you're having a baby. You guys are having a baby soon. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how are you preparing yourself for that, or are you? Uh, my preparation was to uh, marry the most um, sharp individual I've ever fe- met. Like uh-huh. she isn't gonna miss a fucking detail when it comes to this thing. So I mean, I'm gonna like be there, but she's gonna probably you know drive the car, right? But uh, yeah, she's, I mean, but prepare, I'm excited. I'm just like happy about it. Cause everybody says like, you can't, there's no way to prepare for having kids. It's like the SATs. Like you're either going to do well or you're not, but you can't <laughs> fucking study for the SATs. It's like general knowledge, you know, <laughs> isn't it? No, you're thinking of an IQ test. <laughs> Whatever. The point is you're, <laughs> you're either going to be good at it or you're going to suck at it. And the, and you know, just show yeah. up, man, just show up. Um, yeah, the, the, the parenting books, uh, that I read before we had kids were like, I'm trying to be read there them to on- be there to support your wife, just yeah. be there to do whatever she wants you to do and, and support. That's pretty smart, but I'm, a, I'm too much of a control freak. So I like just jumped in with both hands. Like, how's that going? Uh, I've backed off a yeah. lot <laughs> in the last few years. Um, you've, uh, you're in LA now and you've got a pool, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be fucking amazing. That's the it's, one thing I yeah. wish we could have in New York. Yeah, I know. Well, if you have a pool in New York, you're like a beetle. Right. Like yeah. you need so much money to have a pool in New York. Um, 
it's yeah it's it's it, first of all it's something i never ever ever thought was it'd be like when you're a kid there's two things you think are never gonna happen to you and that's like a pool and like a limousine you know what i mean like those are like what rich people have you know and then yeah. you get older and you realize it's it's possible to do you know what i mean you just gotta make it a priority and then you can like you know because like we looked at other places that were cheaper but we really wanted to do that so when you were here um your uh, your wife was uh, and you guys weren't married yet, but your wife was working for This American Life. Yeah. Shout out to Jane, uh, who I met you through. She's yes. you, you know, and uh, sort of an old friend of uh, of my wife and me and our whole social scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were uh, you were working opening up uh, on the Colbert, Colbert show. Colbert, yeah, Colbert yeah. Report. That was well, the best funnest job I ever had. It, it it had to be right. It was so fun. Were you, uh, what was for people who haven't been to a live taping of a television show, like walk them through what, what that's like, okay, like how well, it works. All right. Well, there's two, here's the thing. If you go to like a show where it, there's not a hardcore fan base, like, so if you go to like people's court, well, that's a bad example. If you go to like family feud or something like that, right? Uh-huh. No one's there because Steve Harvey is brilliant. You know what I mean? They're there because they were walking down the street and they and Family Feud needs a crowd, so they go. They literally go out to the sidewalk, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to come watch Family Feud? We'll give you like fifty bucks." Like that's basically how it goes, right? Okay. Now, when they got to get that crowd hot, they got to get them trained. They got to let them know how to be a crowd audience, like a, a TV audience, right? So they usually have this guy come out that's like basically a carnival barker, and he's usually a terrible, terrible comedian, and. He just like does all these like hacky jokes. It's going to work for everyone, you know, like old yeah. vaudeville shit. And, you know, it's like a cheerleader gig or or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's like 90% of warm up. And so if you're a com- comedian that does warm up, you're, if there's a little bit of a stigma to it. However, if you're doing a show like Colbert or The Daily Show or, um, I don't know, I guess like Bill Maher or something, where like the fans are there because of that guy and they're like fans of comedy and they like get it and they're smart and stuff like that. Yeah. They're psyched to be there. You don't have to tell them how to be. You know what I mean? Like they already are just to be themselves is the only rule. They just they're they're supposed to go there and enjoy themselves. And those are it's also it's it's uh on a uh stage that has like 150 seats or something like that yeah, right it's pretty, like it's not a huge room no, 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 where they're panning small, out to yeah. the audience like they are on a game show yeah like example. price is right or whatever yeah. yeah so basically there's all these people that are like really psyched to be there yeah they're, they're they, they read. got tickets yeah they're 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 informed they're all that stuff so i wouldn't have to go out there and tell them how to do i, I did like a short five minute thing that i made funny about like the rules and stuff but then i would just do crowd work. i would just talk to them and i would mm-hmm. just like you know, get to know everybody and, and what they do for a living and where they're from and stuff like that. And I would just like have conversations, but it would be really funny. You know, I'd make yeah. it funny. And, uh, and it was just a blast, man. Cause they were so smart and like ready to laugh, you know, like they, they, they didn't even need, they don't even need a fucking warm up on that show. Did, did, um, was it crazily air conditioned? Yeah, it was pretty cold, but yeah. it was nice. I liked it. It was like a good temperature. There's like Chelsea lately. If I've you're done performing Chelsea lately. It's, it's like 50 degrees. It's crazy. It's so oh, really? cold. Yeah. If you're performing, there's there's like a lot of lights, and so more air condition is good for you, but it kind of sucks for the crowd. Yeah, if they're sitting there they for a long they don't time. Know. Yeah, if they're sitting there for a long time, they get all the girls start uh, having like their uh, their boyfriend's shirts like over their legs and stuff yeah. like that. You see a lot of that, you know, after like an hour. Um, do people show up to to television tapings drunk? Were there it's people a, who had to get bounced? happened a couple time there? A couple times there. Uh, Colbert, not very, that's not going to happen very often, but, uh, it does happen. Absolutely. Uh And, um, it happens, uh, it happened once in Colbert and I don't even think they threw the guy out. I think, I think he gave me a hard time. He was heckling me a little bit and I feel like I kind of took care of it. And then he was, I think he was fine for the rest of the show. They might've had to edit out a sound thing when he like yelled during the script or whatever, but no, (laughs) it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare that that happens, you know? Because they, they're they're taping it like five in the afternoon or something, right? Yeah, they're taping early. If you're drunk, then it's like, what are you doing here? Like, you know what I mean? It's like so bizarre. Well, I mean, people It'd be are a really bizarre combination and... to be <laughs> yeah. at Colbert for a taping and be drunk. Is like your life is I don't know where you're like on the tail end of a two week bender or something. I don't know what. Right. Well, you could be a tourist and you're in town and like you you had a three martini afternoon <laughs> sort of <laughs> yeah, thing. It could be know. that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why I'm pitching a pejor- like uh, uh, hypothetical 
situation yeah, you want, where you, you want it to be fine. You want it to be fine that that people can be drunk at Colbert, but it's not fine airs. And what music were they playing uh but uh before you Steven so. Steven chose the playlist uh uh-huh. for that was always playing and he loves like Neutral Milk Hotel and uh who else? Like that era of indie rock he was uh-huh. really into like a lot of the SST bands and stuff. He liked them. Which oh. always was always so weird to me. Like, yeah. you know, I'm getting ready to go out and like, it's like dinosaur and then like, you know, other shit. It was crazy. Um, but like the easy list, like, you know, like feel the pain or something like that. Sure. But, uh, we went to the Daily Show one time uh, on my birthday and the music they played before that was like insane bad rock. Like yeah. System of a Down oh, or God. some shit like that. Like yeah. real heavy. I don't know if that's John or somebody or the producer, whoever it is. It was but. strange. Like that's the two things I really remember about it um, are that uh, it was cold and he played really bad music. So I was curious. Yeah. I, wa- I want to go see Colbert sometime because he's so funny. Oh, he's the fucking best dude in comedy. He really is number one to me. He's the best. He's so goddamn talented and so quick and just he doesn't misstep, man. He did. It's crazy. They tape the show all the way through without like ever very, very rarely does he have to do something again. Uh-huh. And it's, and it's his like second time seeing it and he yeah, does it right. perfect. It's crazy. And, but he, uh, he was, Oh, the, his music is, uh, is really good. And he had, he always, uh, had good music guests on. Like he had more, he talked Morrissey into coming on Yeah, and he had, uh, he had Jack white a few times, you know, um, it had to be weird the first, it, it sort of the first like um, six months of that. It it was kind of like um, Borat or something, where the people taking the interviews didn't really know what they were getting oh, right. themselves yeah, yeah, into, yeah. or like Ali, know, Ali G. People no, people always ask him. They go, "Did you ever have an interview where you felt like it it went too far? Like the person didn't appreciate what was going on at all?" Yeah, and he, and he always says, uh, "Barney Frank got pissed." Which I think is so weird because Barney Frank is like the rogue gay yeah. congressman or whatever he is or senator or whatever. So that's weird that he got mad. But yeah, but that's because Colbert was playing a right wing character. And I think he said something like sarcastically right wing that Barney took to be sincere Serious, yeah. and got really upset. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, though. Um, so you uh, but you know what he told me? This, I'll, uh, this is a go ahead. Yeah, please. Thing. So I. Uh, I left to go do another TV show in LA and I, they had me doing a lot of field pieces, which I, they're difficult. Uh, it's when you go out on the street and you just talk to people, man on the street stuff, you know? Yeah. And Colbert is the best at those. Like, if you ever watch him do interviews where like, like the, he, cause he started on the daily show as a correspondent where they would go talk to some like whack job preacher in like, yeah. you know, Kansas or whatever. And he would like nail the guy and the guy had no idea. It was awesome. Right. He's like amazing at it. Yeah. So I call him, I go, they have me doing all these field pieces. He said, I, you, I, you always call me for advice or anything like that. So I go, do you have any advice about man on the street stuff? Like how to make it as funny as possible? And he goes, he goes, do you trust your editor? And I said, yeah. And he goes, all right, you're a sociopath. He goes, you have to go out there and you don't care at all about this person as a human being. You have to go out there and be like, you are one purpose for me and that is I need to exploit you to make me look as funny as possible. And whatever it takes for that to happen is what I'm going to do. Because that's how you have to look at it. And by the way, Colbert is the coolest, nicest, most polite, wonderful guy. He goes, but when you're doing that, he goes, the humanity comes out in the edit. So if you do something really fucked up um, or, or, you show, or you make them look like really bad and it's not fair, you yeah. edit it out. You know, you, oh, okay, I went too far, but you have that cushion. He's like, the only time you're actually a sociopath is if you put that on the air, you know, of like you cheating and like making him look like shit and then, you know, using that. But he said, in terms of getting what you can, he's like, no fucking rules, no conscience. They're not human beings. That's how you got to look at it. Like it's war. And I was like, whoa, that was not what I thought you were going to say. That's insane. Isn't that great? But oh. it's still not, it's still hard to do because you're still, it's like if, I, if you didn't know who I was and we were doing this and I was just being the fucking worst right now. Right. And I was just like seeing how far I could take it. And then I don't have the guts to do that to you. You know what I mean? Because like you're still in front of me and you're a human being and you might punch me in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It would be really hard to to go up and like totally just sacrifice the person in front of you. But yeah. like, how much paperwork do they have to do before they just sign a thing? They, they, people people are going to be on TV or they're not, and they don't read it. 
you know what I mean? If they're gonna do right, it, yeah. they don't even fucking read it. They just yeah, sign no, it. I didn't they just want to be on TV. I didn't read the, the documents to buy my apartment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get a lawyer. I didn't, like, I, I didn't even read the fucking hospital release when I had a baby. I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, is this where I get, get to keep my baby? All right, great. Yeah. Yeah. Apple continue. Click. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um I just want that thing done now. I did I did one segment where um I uh I pitched it and I, I Basically, I, I'm annoyed when, um, I don't know why, but I'm, I've always been annoyed by uh, specifically uh, girls that um, wear the jerseys of a team and go out to the sports bar and like act like they really care about what's going on. But they're just doing it to make a guy like them. That like drives me insane. I th- like, like, for some reason, it just really bugs me. And so I went to a sports bar to ask girls in jerseys and like that in full like sports regalia right. about basic rules about football. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, and it was in my head, I was like, this is going to be easy and really fun. Right. And then I got there and I just felt too bad. I couldn't, I couldn't go for the jugular and really make them look stupid because it, first of all, you got to make it clear that they're doing something wrong and I was like, maybe I just have this issue <laughs> and they're not bad people. So then it would just look like me picking on these poor girls that are like trying to well, have Well, there a was time. a video recently. I can't remember who did it, but uh, uh, oh, no, it was on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, he sent somebody to Co- Coachella uh-huh. and they were making up band names. Uh, and they were talking to like, oh, that's great. They were like, did you like what so-and-so set? And they were like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Like who, uh, who are you really trying to see there? And they would say something like, so, so what do you think about, uh, archers of nightmare? And like, oh, I love their energy. They bring a, uh-huh. you know, like a crazy creativity to how they see, do that's it. Kinda, like, but that's kind of like, like what I was going for is like that kind of pretentious bullshit. Well, and know? I felt bad watching it though. Yeah. I, I actually felt like, uh, what? Well, you're setting them up to it's like entrapment. It really to is. Like yeah. Make up names. And, and I kind of, I kind of felt like, uh, I, I realized that during the shoot while I was doing it, I was like, these <laughs> oh, girls no. aren't bad people. Like I'm just being a dickhead. So I made it more like we were just having fun together. And then that was, that was the edit that got through it was like, it was much more friendly, you know, but like, ideally I would have really fucking put their feet to the fire about making them look so dumb about football. And none of them knew. Cause here's the thing. I go, do you like football? And they go, yes, I love football. And I go, do you love it though? And they're like, I love it. And I go, what's offsides? <laughs> and they would just stare at me like, no idea. <laughs> so that was like the original idea. And I did that a couple of times. And then I just like felt so Mary bad. Or you're like, what's a helmet? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like, <laughs> fuck. It was, oh, God. So. Uh-huh. Uh, so, um, I DJed at your wedding, um, and, uh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, happily. Um, uh, it, it, but beforehand, can you, I I didn't get the whole story. I thought it was weird that you flyered the show. (laughs) (laughs) Make all that extra money by charging a cover charge to people we didn't know. Well, I stood outside the show, uh, and said, uh, do you like weddings? (laughs) <laughs> you, you like hip hop you listen to weddings yeah um no but uh t- tell the story about uh like you guys had to move hotels right like wh- where oh uh, i wasn't involved in done? any of that because i was uh i stayed with family but like okay. J- yeah apparently like the power went out there was a oh a, a, a water main broke here's how this is so typical of fucking philly man they can't have anything go right for an entire day and uh so a water main it's like it's like Beirut or something in Philly and, and people from Philly are going to get all pissed off and be like, it's a modern city. And it's like, yeah, all right. But, uh, so a water main broke somewhere and it flooded the electrical system or something like that. And so the, all the electricity in their hotel went out and then they didn't have water either. And so and this they is to, when they were trying to do their hair right. and their makeup for the Oh no, wedding. no, this is what it was. This is what it was. The water main broke. They didn't have hot water. That's what it was. They didn't have any water in the hotel. So they had to change hotels to get ready. They mm-hmm. get to the next hotel and they all plug in their hair dryers and blow the the electric so then they had no electricity <laughs> in the new hotel. I forget how they they made it work, but you know, they like uh they made it work. But it's it sounds like a rom-com. You know, like a madcap scene before the wedding, like yeah, Ben Stiller is definitely and Jennifer Aniston are are in that movie, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I went to a wedding in Indonesia uh, recently. Mm-hmm. My friends got married in Indonesia, and they're super into yoga. Um, and so they got married. This b- sounds like it sucks. <laughs> they they uh, 
they got married on the beach like everybody was wearing just regular clothes that you would wear on the beach yeah and they got married on this tiny island where there wasn't any hot water um there a lot of the people were staying in these like bungalows Mm -hmm. um so there wasn't uh like fresh water and the people were showering with salt water so all the girls hair was all frizzy and Uh, fucking crazy and everybody everybody looked like tom hanks and castaway (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we were we were there for three months with no food (laughs) so we were just trying to kill crabs yeah and the wedding um, buffet was just the weakest person (laughs) (laughs) um and it was unreal because they're they're like from San Diego, uh, or the the uh, the bride is from San Diego, and her parents are are like fairly conservative, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so you know of course she has this hippie wedding where the the actual ceremony oh, man, like, was Hindu chanting. Uh, like, see, I I could never do that kind of thing. I could never go that far against what I know my parents are into. I'm I just don't have that like contrarian streak but i guess if my parents were like republicans it'd be different like if they were like they're tea real... party republicans yeah the parents are. so i guess that makes sense like you'd want to throw that in their face but... yeah and she she like designs textiles like groovy textiles for a living yeah uh and but i mean i consider myself like pretty liberal and pretty open i'm, mm. I'm like skeptical about religion but other than that i was like going there ready to do the thing yeah but then like the night before we were doing the rehearsal and the rehearsal we had to learn all these hindu chants oh man and then i just couldn't do it like like because you weren't smart enough or because you were against it like (laughs) i couldn't i i I just i just decided like okay i'm not gonna remember these chants because i felt like i was with moonies like and we were all about to get married together you know, like yeah. it, like I was participating in this weird spiritual thing that I wasn't. Yeah, but on you board know, Hinduism's with. like pretty big, right? Like, there's like a mil- like a lot of people. It's it's not like a fly by night. It, so you're saying it's not a cult? <laughs> no, right. like it's legit. You know what I mean? Oh like yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah. gonna you know yeah, make yeah. you drink something weird. Yeah, well, I mean, you you, know. you, you never know. Yeah, these people. It, the drinking. But you grew up in the deep south, and I can yeah. see why you would have like a an, an aversion to religion. Yeah, I also don't like weddings where people dance. How do you get rid of your accent so thoroughly? Or do you not grow up with one if you don't want one? Um, no, I had one and then I got to... Do to... you just watch national news on television to like <laughs> learn how real people talk? Is that what you do when real you grow up? <laughs> I got to college and I'm, I ju- I'm just one of those people where if I'm around you uh, and you're British and you're the only person I'm around for three days, like, start, I'll just start talking you'll, like you'll that. You'll become Madonna and start... Yeah, like a British person. Yeah, Mark Ronson. That's that's interesting. I I guess I do that too. I mimic behavior, but not accents, just because I'm bad at them. Like I couldn't even do it. Yeah, I I, I don't think I do. You talk like black guys when you're around black people. A little more than. (laughs) I mean, in Mississippi, you you sort of learn how to to like. It's called mode switching. You learn really. Yeah, you learn how to do how to uh, do that. There's a name for it. Okay, you know how Barack Obama. Can you talk to me like a black Mississippi guy? No, not. Come on. It's it's. I came all the way up here. It's I'm on the 48th floor. (laughs) It's not. It's not that kind of thing. Um, where it's conscious, it's just like right. If if you were the black guys that I grew up playing basketball with, Mm -hmm. and you, you uh it would just start to happen and it, right. and it, and I can't help it. Um, and you'd, and you'd be like all of a sudden be able to dunk. Yeah. 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 There's that too. I could, uh, um, I lived in Chicago for a summer and I came back talking really funny, you yeah. know, and it took a couple of months of college to like forget that accent mm-hmm. again. Um, and I, would, I just heard it in accent. He said accent. So sometimes it comes through a little bit. Chicago is great because there's Chicago and Philly. There's certain words that it, that you hear somebody say who's from Chicago or Philly, and it it's just it's so like so sticky. strong. Yeah, it's such yeah, yeah. an earworm. That, Coke is one for Philly, anyway. How do they say it? What is it? Coke. Yeah, Coke. It's like I can't even do it. That's the thing. I'm terrible at accents, but like hoagie, Coke, like those words are brutal. And uh, and water. They say water. Water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bagel. Bagel. Yeah. Bagel. Mm-hmm. I wish Cosmo was here. Uh, Cosmo, Cosmo can do the the Philly shit so good. Like, yeah, I, I think that most people who are from there can't, don't hear it and can't 
can't can't hear themselves doing it. No, like, of course not. They have no self awareness, and they're uneducated animals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get stabbed by somebody from Philly, just like on the street. But I no, just love talking shit about Philly because I grew up. I just like feel so much affinity for it. But like, I also love making fun of it. I love so that much. Philly thinks that New York like hates them when New York just doesn't. Like Philly has such a chip on their shoulder. I know about New York because it's They're so close. The, it's an hour and a half away, and so Philly. But and Philly also has rap music, and they also have disco. Like they have. A, yeah. There's a lot of homegrown culture from Philly. There is. Yeah. That is like the Dead Milkmen. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Uh, but but for some reason like Boston hates New York but on a on a like a sports and culture level like Boston's like we're blue collar and yeah. fuck you guys you think you're so yeah they like, erudite they're like the proletariat hating the 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 fancy upper class yeah like, that's how Boston looks at it yeah with Philly that's not it with Philly it's it's just an inferiority complex exactly I feel like it's like a short guy that's like really furious about it. And it like oh yeah, I mean you're describing like the first 33 years of my life <laughs> right now. You're a walking Philly. That's yeah, that's absolutely the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is true. They 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 get really sensitive. They like we have we have brunch. You know what I mean? Like they get <laughs> right, really yeah. like no. It's like dude, nobody said you didn't have brunch. Relax, Philly. <laughs> so, um, uh, but as a city, they definitely peaked in 1776. <laughs> <laughs> it's been downhill ever since. Your wedding was at the 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 Mutter's Museum. Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, Mutter or Muter, Mutter, So that was Mutter. that was crazy because you. It's um, a museum of uh, uh, medical abnormalities. Is what yeah, it's so it's like fetuses with two heads. Yeah, like it's fucking dark. Yeah, it's pretty. It's dark. It's like pretty weird. Yeah, like seven f- people with seven fingers and shit. Like before they knew what to do with it, you know, like you were like a a monster <laughs> like back when they. <laughs> And then they had um, some civil. They had a civil war. Did you see the guy that was a a civil war soldier that they kept? They like embalmed him or something. See, I, I need to go see injuries. it. I didn't. I didn't get to see it because I was having to to like deal with the DJ oh, right, part yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. also just because I'm squeamish and kind of like didn't got was like freaked yeah, out it's about not, it. Not a lot. It's yeah. It's not like real. It's not like the bodies exhibit that fucking freak show. But it's um. Yeah, I don't think I would do well with that. Like everything's very old, so it's scary. not it's not so bad. If it was like fresh and still pink, you know, there'd be a problem, but it's I, um, not so bad. I read this article about the guy who who the bodies exhibit like is is his thing. Like it comes from his collection. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's this like doctor, mortician, fucking genius f- weirdo yeah. who d- figured out ways to. Um, uh, preserve the human body so that you can have fucking people that don't look like beef yeah. jerky. I've actually never been there, but I don't want to go. Yeah, no, because you look at the posters and you're like, it's f- people with their skin, skin ripped off. Yeah, they're off. just skinned people. And it's crazy. That was my friend scary Kurt and has the best joke about it. He goes, he goes, you know, these are those are Chinese people. Those are Chinese people. Like <laughs> he goes, you know, that's some. Po- you think those people wanted to be in the bodies exhibit? They were perfectly healthy, and then one day they got caught googling the word freedom, and now they're <laughs> and now they're in a in an exhibit with yeah. no skin. Yeah, and that's why they all have tiny penises. <laughs> Do they? I haven't been. No, I don't know. But now I'll go. That was just my requisite racist Chinese joke. Yeah, it's pretty good for the hour. Um, uh, you um publicly are sober. Uh, yeah, and uh, were you doing stand up before you got sober? Yes, I was uh pretty drunk for most of the time I was on stage for like seven years. I, I this I have the same thing for DJing. Yeah, and not like. Black, like blackout drunk, maybe a few times a year, mm-hmm. where I would get on the microphone and just be like, "Hey, Kenan, I love you. You're a faggot," and and everybody <laughs> like, "Whoa, turn airs this mic off!" Like, he's talking about the manager yeah. of the club where he's working right now. Like, you did do that or you didn't? Do oh, that? I did. Yeah, oh, you yeah, did. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, I took my shirt off. Oh, yeah, a lot. Took my pants off. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, I never took my shirt off on stage. Um, and then, I, you know, I had kids and I stopped being able to get hangovers because you, yeah. when you have kids, you can't fucking like having a hangover and being around a, a three year old. You'll just murder them. Yeah. Like you, you just can't fucking. Do, I don't know how anybody does that. Right. I think that that's how pe- like moms become alcoholics 
is because you wake up feeling bad and you have to be around your kids and you're like, okay, I'm going to have a glass of wine. It's yeah, two yeah, in the yeah. afternoon. I mean, that's like the, the famous cliche. Right. And it just gets like early and earlier. But yeah, it's really fucking hard to be hungover mm-hmm. and be around. I can't it, even imagine. Um, I can't imagine. Because like, I remember I used to sometimes get hung, hangovers. Like I lived my whole life hungover, so I didn't really right. notice anymore. I just mm-hmm. thought life sucked. And then... um one time, every once in a while, my pattern was like I would get as drunk as possible every night of the week. And then once every like two or three weeks, I would get even more drunk right. than that. Mm-hmm. It would just be like really bad. And I would wake up and I would have two day hangovers. And you were I working. This is, you would work during this. Yeah. And then um, I would like I was I would like be late to shows that were at like 930 at night because yeah. I was like, I just woke up. But I would. uh I would have a two day hangover where like the first day is so bad that you can't even like get out of bed. Like there's no getting out of bed and you can't like get water. You can't do anything. You can't eat. You just can't move. Yeah. If you do anything, you'll throw up. Yeah. So you just kind of like lay there for like eight hours and then, uh, and then you fall back asleep and then you wake up the next day with a regular hangover that you can now like get up and shit. Yeah. And and just like feel sick like a normal hangover. But yeah, those were, I do not miss those, dude. Those were the worst. And so the, the, uh, where I was going with this, though, is that getting up on stage in front of 500 people mm-hmm. when you're used to having even just a few drinks and yeah. you decide, I'm going to do it sober. I was pretty scared the first few times. It's, but It's weird. And I, I got used to it in, weird in a talking. month. It took about a month yeah. to get to feel like, oh, right. you know. But then I was like so much more in, in the room when I was sober. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, you're talking to people instead of at them. Right, yeah. Much like at a party when you get cornered by a drunk guy. How awesome is that conversation? Right. You know? So, yeah, it was kind of like that. I mean, I would always kill. I was always doing well, but it wasn't the same kind of thing. Like, you know, now I feel like I'm engaged a little bit more. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and when you're drinking, you feel like you're killing even if you're not, too. And that's, yeah. that's the that's the worst thing about it. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. I mean, and well, that's, not honestly, that's if you're drunk. The only indication I had that that I that it was actually going well was that I kept getting work. But uh-huh. like, I could I totally knew knew no guys that um, were hammered and were like, "Man, I'm fucking great." <laughs> you're like, really? Yeah. You just what did you think just happened? Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, then you you if you uh, the the sobering thing is if you hear a recording of yourself. And you're like, you're like, yeah, I, I did the thing that I do, but I was pretty fucking sloppy. Yeah, you exactly. Know? I, I think, and the weird thing is when you're doing stand up, all you have are your words. That's yeah, all yeah, you yeah. have. Yeah. So if you like slur or like fuck up a word, it's really noticeable to the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, it's not like you can just like, you know, gloss over it. They, they might not care if you're still being funny in general. They'll just be like, oh, whatever. He's had a few drinks. Yeah. But like. It's not like they don't notice. Yeah. You know, but I was getting away with it somehow. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think part of that is that, that when you play shows at night and you can just stay a couple of drinks behind the crowd. Yeah. Then they're, if they're drunker than you, they're not going to notice that That's you're drunk. That's also true. Because I forgot they're that they so were drunk. drinking too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I used you to You probably think, don't forget that I used that to now. think I wasn't... I remember I used to think everybody was drinking. Like, when I was drinking, I'd drink at all the clubs, and I'd, you know, and all the other comics would be having beers and stuff, and I'd be like, oh, we're all drinking all the time. And yeah. then i quit drinking, and I looked around at, like, I would go back to, the, to work, and I would see the guy... And they were drinking, like, a beer. But I thought we were all doing what I was doing, which was, like, you know, nine beers and six shots. You know, yeah, like, right. and, and me, and, and I saw beers in their hands. So I was like, Hey, we're all, nobody has a problem. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's like the most enabling lifestyle. Yeah. But then I got sober and realized they're just having a beer, like a, like a person, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I just totally didn't see it. I just yeah. saw what I wanted to see. It was, it was pretty, that was a pretty big wake up call. That was pretty funny. I read this thing about Sinatra recently about how he, about how he drank was that people would always just hand him drinks and he would hold the drink and drink it a little bit. And then he just let it, let the ice melt and then pour it out. Oh, okay. Um, and so he, it would look like he was drinking 20 drinks. Right. Um, but he was, he would take yeah, a you sip of it, it and just point. put it down. David Tell uh, famously was uh, went through a stage, you know, when he was doing Insomniac. I don't know if you're. Oh God, I loved David that Tell. show so much. It was so funny. When that show was on the air, it almost killed him because he would he would tour and people would just 
send shots to the stage and want to hang out with him. His whole audience was just drunk yeah. people, right? Yeah. And uh, he... Yeah, uh, the groupies must just have been a fucking nightmare, too. Well, they were mostly dudes. Oh, You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And But there were also, you know, women. And you could tell he... Because Dave's a, a, literally a genius. Like, he's he's so smart, it's crazy. And well, so I his just fans mean, are these people that are just like, you know, monkeys throwing shit. And so yeah. anyway, but they would line up shots and he used to do them all. Oh, they would, they would buy, there'd be like, you know, eight shots on stage and he'd do them yeah. and, and still perform and do and crush. And you'd never know. You'd never know yeah. he was drunk. Yeah. Well, certain, I mean, certain drunks are like that though, that, that, but then, oh, the reason I brought it up, he used to start, he, when he quit drinking and he started faking it, he, you know, he would, I forget how he did it. But uh, for a little while, and then it just kind of went away. Like it just, you know, stopped happening at all. Yeah. But I, I know that a lot of comics have to do that. They have to act like they're doing what you want them to do, and they're not doing it. Yeah. You know. Um, I was gonna, I was saying that about his, um, uh, about his groupies, just because, um, you know how like a a a girl who's a ten, you're not gonna talk to her at the bar because mm-hmm. you're just like either too intimidated or just realistic about like okay that person is out of my league like if, or or the worst or the worst person <laughs> yeah um that was usually what stopped me I'm like but david tell is like a a five and so i feel like he 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 for women he would look attainable you know so like any chick would would oh, holler I at see. him yeah in a way that like a handsome gentleman like you I think it was more like, about energy i think it was more about energy i think a lot of times like he would attract the inside of a person. So like if someone had a bit of a self-destructive streak or a death wish of some kind, <laughs> they would feel it around him and they would, that's who would, it's, it didn't matter what they oh, looked like. Oh God. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's you get all dark. kinds, you know, but, and Dave's doing great now. He's very healthy now. And you know, these, this is, this is a long time ago and he, he's, you know, doing, he's doing much better now. But like, I just remember being around that. Oh, by the way, uh, Three of those two-day hangovers were going out with a tell. Oh, <laughs> brutal! Um, I want to do. Uh, we usually talk about music and listen to music uh, okay. on Small Talk, so okay. I want to. I want to do something different though this time, uh, which is uh, Daft Punk's album is coming out Tuesday, and it leaked. Um, and it, d- it did. Yeah, officially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I've got all these Daft Punk songs, um, and people have really been like vehemently ripping into this album. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell because on Twitter, it's I couldn't tell if people were making fun of it because they liked it or because they hated it. I really couldn't tell. No, because they hate it. Because the the sarcasm and snark on Twitter is so right. heavy that you're like, wait, I, is this? So do you like it? Like you know, like you don't get a read on if it's good or not. Yeah. It's like that Simpsons thing when they're in Lollapalooza and the guy goes, All right. This band's pretty cool. And the guy goes, Wait, are you being sarcastic? And he goes, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> um so this this segment is called Is It Daft Punk? Okay. Uh and we're gonna listen Ooh, to a game. We're gonna listen to songs and you and you're gonna tell me if it's Daft Punk or not. Okay. And we're not talking about the uh German polka band Daft Punk, D A F F. This is Daft Punk. Okay. Okay. Okay, so the first one was easy. Okay. Uh, This is Daft Punk. Here's another song. Mm. No? This is not Daft Punk. This is not Daft Punk. Okay. Okay, this is Slayer. Right. I'm going to go with... It's not Slayer. No. Uh, this is Daft Punk. Yes. Okay, great. This is the Daft Punk single, Get Lucky, with Pharrell. Oh, this is the new one. The, yeah. This is unavoidable. Uh, <laughs> so The um, Peter Serafinowicz video is pretty awesome, though. What is it? Peter Serafinowicz is a comedian from England, and he's awesome. Uh-huh. And he did the video for this. Oh, really? And it's it's just him, with and he, he uh, CGI'd, or whatever it's called, his head on either shoulder, so he has three heads. And they're all singing together and dancing. It's great. It's, it's the official video for that song? Yeah. Oh, damn. I haven't even seen it yet. Oh, you should, you should check it out. That's because you're too busy stealing shit off the internet. You scooped me. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, okay, so here's another one. This production has to be from the 70s. I'm going to say no. This is not Daft Punk. This is Chic. All right. I was um, right. And uh, 
uh, Niall Rogers is the guitarist and you know uh, writer for Chic. Who uh, I know who Niles Rogers is. Yeah, well, you, yeah, and you're from Philly. <laughs> yeah, so you know. Yeah, uh, you're not from Philly, but you're from Philly. Harold Melvin uh, and the Blue Notes is from Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, God, man, this is this is great. Yeah, what an unbelievable song. What that a is. song. Um, and then, man, the bass lines in disco are just like the best. Yeah. In the world. Sometimes yeah. I can not I can take or leave the rest of the song, but like some of those bass lines are just like insane. Yeah. So fun. Um okay, here's here's another one. Uh it's gonna get a little harder now. Okay. I feel like I know this song. I like this. I can have I don't know if this is a Daft Punk song though. I would say yes, this is Daft Punk. Very close. Oh, who is um, it? Kaczynski. This is um, Giorgio Moroder, who uh, collaborates on the uh, the one great song on the new uh, <laughs> Daft Punk. I like that. Where he's talking. Yeah, it's really good. And yeah, that's that's called Chase, and it's a movie soundtrack from uh, from the seventies. Oh, uh, so uh, okay, cool. Do, do you know who Kaczynski is? Have you heard of? Him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. great. Yeah, he my did... friends put his his uh, fir- first, I guess, vinyl record. Oh out, really? Um, a track and uh, Nick Catch Up's on Fool's Gold. Yeah. Um, when. And, I and had that album. It was like, uh, it's called like Trans Am or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like videos that. were great for it. Too. Oh, I never saw the videos. Well, the the whole thing behind that was that, and, and very similar to Daft Punk, and, and also very like um, um, proto Drive too. Mm-hmm. It, he he was this anonymous zombie race car driver yeah. who was killed in a crash, like That's uh, right. driving a. a, a crazy ass car yeah they had that like news uh fake news clip or or it was a real one of a, like a, a car chase with a crash at the end yeah yeah and he and played then, over the thing yeah, yeah and then cool. he came back and he was a musician kavinsky oh that's great oh kavinsky i'm saying it wrong what thanks for say? i said kaczynski oh okay, like the yeah. unabomber like ted kaczynski yeah, yeah. i'm a big fan of kaczynski <laughs> thanks for not too, though. thanks for not correcting me make me look like an asshole all right <laughs> uh okay here's another one yes this is daft punk is that's right yeah, yeah this okay, is daft punk. yeah yeah I know there's. I don't know the song, but I'm. Wait, is this? This is on the new album, and it's called oh, Contact. This is where. <laughs> I don't like this. No. <laughs> this is why. This people sounds don't, like they're trying to hit the middle. This is why people don't like this album, is because it has, like, '70s LA studio drums. Yeah. Uh, and prog keyboards. It's not. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like I'm just a top shop or something. It's they're they're poorly recorded and it is the kind of drum beats that were cool when like DJ Shadow would sample them and cut them up and like yeah. make them hit, but like they don't they don't hit hard on it. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like a rock drummer playing along with like a Daft Punk song. It's weird. really weird. Um here's something else. Is it Daft Punk? Nah, this is old. <laughs> is this Daft Punk? I'm gonna go no. This is Daft Punk. Is it? Yes. Shut up. Yeah. There's a lot of like AM gold on the album too. This is the new one? Yes. What the fuck are they doing? They, what they're doing is that they're middle-aged um, white men who were really into house music like 20 years ago. Yeah. And now they live in LA and they like score Disney movies and make soft rock this is insane i can't believe somebody made this album this year yeah this is todd edwards singing the famous uh new jersey uh house producer who he sang on an older daft punk song that was really good and he's the like the godfather of uh um garage house like yeah. um british this, speed okay, garage this, this doesn't suck really. I ju- it just doesn't I like need it. to happen now no is all i'm saying you right. know what I mean? Yeah, like you could just listen to Michael McDonald. Yeah. Or exactly. It's yacht, it's yacht rock. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but it's good. Yeah. It's well made. But there is it's a, just wisest exactly. Daft Punk. It's, it's almost like they did. I don't know if this is like blasphemous in this room, but I like Chromia. Oh, yeah, me too. And uh, they are lifting basically a whole sound from, yeah. you know, the 80s or whatever, but uh, also making it sound like now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. But this just sounds like a tribute. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Is it Daft Punk? No, I know this song. 
And this is not Daft Punk. <laughs> this is Buzz Skaggs. Yes, it is. Okay, so I just heard this in, the, in my car the other day, and I was like, good. this is awesome. And I turned it all the way up. It was great. I don't know. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. Is this the new album? Yes. Where is this going? Right. <laughs> um, I've never heard a song so long that never started. Right. Okay. So th- this is where it goes. This is Michael McDonald. Right. I keep forgetting, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But with uh, TalkBox over it. Yeah. Huh. It's just not Daft Punk, right? No. I don't know. This is weird. It's like, but I mean, you know, hey, guys, who are they to do what we want? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I've actually been getting into, I think it's, I don't know if it's like impending fatherhood or whatever, but like I've been getting really into like crazy easy listening. You know what I mean? How easy are we going here? Like Don Henley's solo work. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe some Steve Winwood. It sounds like you're ready to go deep sea fishing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm ready to invest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Um, no, that's my, that's my shower music at the moment. Bruce Hornsby, how's that for touch? Easy, okay. I remember touch. Pictures came with touch. Hmm. A painter in my mind. Tell me what you see. Hmm. A tourist. I would say this is Daft Punk. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I could tell they're they're like stunt uh, casting their vocals. <laughs> Who is this singing? Uh, I'm I'm googling it now. Tell me what you oh, see. is it the Phantom of the Opera? <laughs> you know what would, would be a good test for this? I think is the new David Bowie album would be hard to. It's called Touch. Um, they should get uh, An- Anthony from Anthony the Johnsons to. Uh, I don't know Anthony Johnson. What? Seriously? Yeah, no. What? Is it indie rock? What is it? Wow, that's really surprising. Is it 80s? No, it's, uh, you know, a few years ago. Like, really, uh, super, like, uh, depress. I don't know if it's depressing. It's hard to explain. So who's I don't know Paul how to explain Williams. Anthony Johnson. Ian says the vocalist is Paul Williams. It's, um... It's an old guy from the 70s. And Anthony Johnson sounds like every scene where you walk in, where you're watching a David Lynch movie and somebody walks in and there's a singer singing. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like yeah. that's what he sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Like just like really lonely and creepy. And, and, uh, and a little loungy, too. And a little loungy, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I want this to be Daft Punk so much. <laughs> I'm gonna go with no. This is the Muppet. So maybe it's so weird that that the Daft Punk Paul Williams song made me think of the Muppet Show if yeah. he was on the Muppets. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> I haven't heard this in so long. <laughs> All right, thank you for playing. Is it Daft Punk? Oh, thanks. What do I win? Uh, well, or did I, I win? I don't know. I don't think you. I don't won. think I won. <laughs> <laughs> I 
you had to get at least all of them right. And, oh, uh, and I missed most of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, it's about time to wrap things up. Uh, this is Small Talk. Uh, my name is DJ Ayers. My guest has been Julia McCullough. How can people find you on uh, the internet? I'm most active on Twitter. So uh-huh. at Jules Mac, J-U-L-E-Z-M-A-C. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you liked what you heard today, <laughs> go hit that follow button, kids. Uh, and can people see you on TV anywhere right now? Uh, yeah, I'm on a bunch of crap shows that are constantly playing. So I don't, <laughs> I don't need to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I just got recognized down downstairs outside this building. Oh yeah, yeah. It's funny because I was I did this show Guy Code on MTV too, mm-hmm. and uh, get approached for that show more than anything ever. It's crazy, like almost every day, and it's always teenage black guys, and it's the funniest thing because it's a demo demo I never thought I would have. What was that show like? Uh, it's like talking heads like to the cra- to the camera about like the rules of being a dude, and I agreed to do it, but I wouldn't do what they wanted like i i try to like do jokes that aren't like the the code you know what i mean and um it worked you know it was fun uh all right well thank you for coming on the show yeah it was fun uh and we will talk to you shortly okay brooklyn radio brooklyn radio fucking brooklyn radio